the restaurants you love, the food you crave, and the people that make it all happen. We tell their stories on the Paper Trails Podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply. What's going on, guys? How are you? We are back with the Paper Trails Podcast, and this is episode six, season two of our podcast. If you have not plugged in, Congratulations, you are on the best show on the face of YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening or watching this. And so I'm super pumped. My name is Nick Calgary-Mitros. I am the host of the podcast. And uh, if you guys are uh, just tuning in and you don't know about uh, the paper trails, uh, we are a uh, podcast all about entrepreneurship, business ownership, and the food industry. And so uh, I'm excited to have Jared on with us, Jared Atkins with Unbelievable Buns. <laughs> and so uh, we are going to um, bring you a, a, a different perspective. Um, actually, Jared um, has manufactured, he's a food manufacturer of a, um, how are we going to call it? Like high, high, qu- high protein, low carb bread. High protein, low carb, healthy for you bun yep. bread. Okay, yep. so uh, if you didn't think it was possible to actually have a healthy bun that tastes good and that, looks the same, soft, flavorful, you are mistaken, my friend, because <laughs> we have it. Uh, Jared went through hundreds, if not thousands, of attempts. <laughs> he is a certified baker. Johnson and Wales pastry chefs, be on the lookout because we have a uh, a connoisseur here. Uh, but uh, Jared, man, I uh, super pumped to have you on. We met through some mutual friends, yep. um, had a great conversation. I'll be honest with you, we spoke for like 10, 12, 15 minutes, and I was like, yeah, yeah, like we, yeah, like we need to have you, um, you know, on the podcast, talk about your story, talk about how you even got here to this journey where we're sitting in a studio in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, talking about you having a product in the food service industry. You've already got restaurants using your product. Um, and you, right now you're in the middle of the grind. You, you know what's, what's going to be cool? Looking back on this five years from now. Yeah, for sure. And like being like, you know what? Remember that that super loud Greek guy that uh, I did a podcast with, you know, because uh, they because we're in the early stages of our podcast as well. Um, but uh, brother, welcome to the show. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. So let's uh, let's start from the beginning, man. Where are you from, Charlotte? Um, from West Virginia originally. Okay, I've been in Charlotte since two thousand eight. All right. Yeah. So, and what brought you down here to Charlotte? Um, honestly, I just wanted to live here. Um, okay. So I was living uh, on the East Coast, North Carolina, um, Jacksonville, Camp Lejeune. Okay. Military base. Okay. Um, <laughs> me and all the uh, military brats were fighting over the same girl. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> lasted, uh, I lasted 19 months and I had to get the hell out. So, uh, nice. yeah, just uh, I wanted to live in a bigger city. Always cool. have, actually. So nice. Charlotte checked a lot of boxes. Do you like Charlotte? Like, Love it. Like, yeah. like looking back now, are you like, you know what? I'm glad we actually, I actually came here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nice. Yep. I bought a house um, several years ago, so put down some roots. This is it. Yeah. Cool. All right. So you came here now. Okay. So I guess maybe to start to maybe start with uh, your your uh, concept. Are you a chef? Have you been in culinary? How did you even get into making buns? Yeah, so uh, no, I'm not a I'm not a chef. Uh, I'm not an ingredient scientist. Um, none of those things, actually. Um, so the way this whole thing started was um, I've always been in the health and fitness, okay, um, particularly bodybuilding, okay, and um, 
So we'll have like one cheat meal a week. And my cheat meal was always a burger. And uh, you always like burgers? Uh, yeah. I, um, not particularly growing up, actually, but okay. just um, when I started getting into the whole bodybuilding thing, it was like, um, what do I want this week? And it was just always burgers. So, <laughs> okay, nice. Um, so I would be grilling out my burger and just be thinking to myself, why does a burger have to be unhealthy? Like, what can I do to make it healthy? Uh huh. And um, that was the is the most, you know. And this maybe was showing a little a little my ignorance, but is the unhealthiest part of the burger the bun? I would say it's the bun and the meat. Okay. So um, the first thing I did was I switched to a ninety three percent lean beef. Okay. Which knocks a hundred calories off the burger. Okay. So I've already cleaned it up. You know, I'm using a, a free range beef. You know, all that. Okay. Um, and then you're so now part two is like the button. Well, um, before I get there, like the, that, that's the second biggest part. But if you think about the rest of the burger, the rest of the burger is healthy. So, um, you know, your toppings are vegetables. Um, your condiments are usually low calorie. Yeah. Um, like, you know, ketchup has 20 calories. Yeah, so it's yeah. not bad. Um, and then the bun. So I was, I was searching around trying to find a bun, uh, that was healthier and that met the my knees, which uh-huh. uh, higher protein, uh, lower carb, and couldn't find it. And then that was uh, that was like two thousand six, seven. Okay. Uh, moved to Charlotte, two thousand eight. Um, it was just it was constantly on my mind, and I knew I was going to start my own business. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. And uh, matter of fact, when I moved in two thousand eight, I had the goal of opening up a healthy. A burger restaurant. Okay. Um, because I wanted to take this thing that I was making every week and put it out into the world. Share it, yeah. But um, I didn't have a bun yet. Okay. So um, then, about uh, 2012, I finally said, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this bun thing out. Okay. And so, uh, so, but it's been like percolating for like years. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're like you're looking. There's like really not. I mean, there's is there really nothing in the marketplace like as far as like protein, low carb. Like, is there in the very beginning there was absolutely nothing. Okay. Um, and then, um, so then I I ended up finding a couple of healthier buns uh, that were uh, lower in carb, nothing that's high in protein, but uh, lower in carbs. Um, and if you've ever had any of these better for you breads in the past, you know that. They either have the texture of a rock or they taste like cardboard. <laughs> Sawdust. Yeah. So, um, so I was like, uh, so that, you know, nah, that, that wasn't going to work. Okay. Um, so yeah. Um, then I, so in 2012, um, I went to, I searched out and found four bakers that all, all four of them said that they can produce the product for me. Okay. Um, and then all four of them were, I told you this, they were all, they were all full of shit. They didn't do it. Like, <laughs> I literally wasted all of 2012. So so your, your first your first initial thing was, let me, since you don't have a background in culinary, let me find somebody yeah. that understands bread and yep. rising and buns and like to be able to, you know, uh, mass produce this yep. so I can get this to market, right? Yep. Is, is that kind of the thought process? Yeah. Yeah, and I—I I mean, I had never baked a bread, and to this day, I've never baked a actual bread. I mean, just buns. Well, no, I mean, like my—we—we—we we, we can make these into bread loaves for sure. But gotcha. um, I mean, like high protein, low carb. Like my our dough is a little bit different. Gotcha. Obviously, we're using 
completely different ingredient. Sure. So um, secret recipe, guys. All right. So don't <laughs> don't ask. Yeah. Um. So uh, where were we? So so 2012. You're yeah, you're you're, you're literally. Went to four different companies, yep. bakers. I got you. We can fix this for you. Yep. Literally nothing. Yeah, nothing. And where, where, like, I mean, where, where are you? Wor- I mean, are you working like a traditional job at this point? Yeah, I was working a corporate job. Yeah. Gotcha. So you're working a job, having a side hustle. Yeah. And and the reason I bring that up, Jared, is because like there's people that want to start a business. Yeah. Like they want to ha- like they want to go full time in business for themselves, but. They're, they, you know, they just don't know how to navigate it. They don't know where to start. They don't know, like, and so yeah. I, I think it's good that you're getting at some context. Like, yeah, I had a job, and then I was outside of that. Well, let me let me also back up, too. So um, I had my corporate job, but in 2008, when I moved here to start, yeah. the, I wanted to start the restaurant business. Yeah. Um, that was financial crash. Um, and so um, I ended up starting a business a website, uh-huh. uh, low investment. Yeah, um, I could run it out of my house sure. and still work my corporate job. Yeah, that w- um, so I started that business in 2010. Okay, um, and worked my corporate job and the the other business all the way up until, well, um, I had the other business. I shut it down to go full time on this. Um, so I shut it down in 2019. Gotcha. So you had your regular job. Yep. You had a little side business that you were kind of starting up, that you were building up, and then you had a third little project, Unbelievabuns. Yep. Nice. Yep. yep. So so 2012, like, what did you learn from that year? Like, what, like, you know, looking back now, you're like, you know what, like, what could, you know, I guess being in such such the beginning stages of a company, you know, you really don't know how to navigate. I mean, I, I guess I'm trying to think of, like, my first couple of years when I started our our, our, our paper business, Um you know, like I, I, we wasted a lot of time. I, I just didn't understand the sense of urgency of having a business. Yeah. And like time goes by. Yeah. Like it just, oh, yeah. Days, weeks, months, years go by and you can not grow unless you could, you have to create some, um, but I didn't know that. You know what I mean? I was 21, 22 years old starting a business for the first time. I had no clue. Yeah. So I guess what did you learn from looking back now, you know, nine years ago? Yeah. Uh, from that year or, you know, any reflections there? Well, um, more um, 2013. Okay. So I had got fired from my corporate job. Okay. And so I I knew then I would never work for anybody else ever. And which I I was always trying to um, get to the point where I could own my own business, work for myself anyway. Sure. I just wasn't there yet. Yeah. And so uh, 2013 – with my other business, I was like not working for anybody else, going full time, and just at the same time, I was constantly working on the buns, like trying to get this formula. So 2013 is when I started. Since I couldn't find anybody to make them for me, I, that's when I decided like I have to do it myself. And so that's when I started doing my research and uh, really just started doing R and D and just trial and error and just. So I was running my business, and my goal was always to do at least. Two, te- I call them test runs or test bakes. Uh, do two test uh, bakes per week. Um, try to figure out why they went wrong. Try to correct it. Yeah. and get it right. Yeah, and this uh, is while you're running your other business. Yep, so you can pay your bills and be responsible and do that thing. Yep, the adult thing, and then you're still working on the buns, two runs a week, 
testing, try, fail, and adjust, try, fail, and adjust. Exactly. And that and that literally went on for six years. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Two tests a week for six years? Yeah. Yeah. There was one point where um, it was like four years in. I got it. I got I, I got it right. And so I was I was pretty consistent in the in my kitchen. And so I started selling them just like a few bags here and there. Yeah. And right as I was like getting real comfortable in my kitchen, I knew I was going to have to eventually go to a commercial bakery. But yeah, yeah. Um, right when I was getting comfortable, um, the buns just quit rising for no reason. So, um, do you now know why? But like then you didn't. Um, I know how I corrected it, but that it. But no, I don't know why it went. Why yeah. it was. Um, so, I. The ingredients. Uh, um, even though you're using the same, I don't want to give away too much. IP yeah, yeah, here, no, you're good, you're good. But um, the ingredients that you you have to you have to stick with the same ingredients. Yeah, like and what I mean by same ingredients is like the exact brand, everything, everything. It's why sometimes people like uh, I mean, just to give you my perspective on that, since my dad owns restaurants, it's like there's certain things that my dad will not change. Like, mm-hmm. the oil that he uses for his fryers, he's used for 35. He's not changing. Yeah. I don't care how much you tell him yeah. that this is going to be a little cheaper or this is a little healthier. He don't, I'm like, it, because this is what makes this product taste the way it tastes. Yeah. Or the same thing with, like, even changing, like, mayonnaise. Like, you know, like, uh, C.F. Sawyer is a manufacturer of mayonnaise, and they make... Uh, gold medal mayonnaise and Duke's mayonnaise. Oh. Same manufacturer makes both of them. Uh-huh. Duke's has a little more egg in it, which makes it a little bit more yellowish. Yep. It's a little bit thicker. So same 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 company makes it. They're just different formulas. Yeah. Some people swear by Duke's. I'm not changing. Some people. Sw- I mean, like it doesn't. You know. Yeah. Um. So it makes sense what you're saying. Actually, I mean, like this that that is how a lot of people actually you know, um, operate their their you know. So so you learned that. Yeah. You know, I don't say the hard way, but you learn that actually by, you know, doing test runs. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So now let me back up a second. Six years mm-hmm. of two test runs a week. Yep. Was there any point in there a year in, two years where you were like, you know what, like this is crazy. Like I'm like, you uh, know. I, I knew the whole time it was crazy. <laughs> um, but the thing that would keep me going is uh from the very beginning, I had I pretty much had the flavor down, so I, it was a decent product. Yeah, it just didn't rise right. Yeah, or a lot of times it didn't rise right. Yeah, so, or it wouldn't be uh, the texture wouldn't be very good, but the flavor would be there. Yeah, and so then it was just like, man, I just got to figure out how to get this thing to rise and shape right. Um, so that's what that's what kept me going. Um, but yeah, I, I almost. I was banging my head against the wall every damn week. I mean, the reason I asked that man is, you know, Jared, like, that's tough, man. I mean, I'll be, <laughs> I mean, six years of like working at something, um, like, I, like you have my respect. I mean, like, there's not a lot of things that people are willing to do six years of failing. Yeah, like that's like, you know, um, like the light bulb or so. Yeah. You know, like what is it like ten thousand? You know, tries. Um, I don't know. Like it just, yeah. it just, it, it just is. Um, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I like. I guess that's why I asked the question about like, was there any moments of like doubt or like, were you like, you know what, like you were just so determined to make this thing work, like it was not going to beat you. Yeah, it was just determination. Like I, um, I don't, I have no quit 
So have you always been like that? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there's something that people can do that to make, I mean, do you think, what do you think about that? Like, is that something that you can teach? Is that something that you can like develop maybe through sports or like military? I mean, like what, what, how do you think somebody can build their determination muscle? Is there a way, like, I don't know, just looking back at, you know, I mean, cause like there's no way anybody's born with determination. I, I don't think, um, I don't know. I've actually thought about that a lot. Um, I, I've, I've realized I was different from the beginning. <laughs> so, um, but I think, I think you can build it. I mean, um, especially if you're passionate about something, yeah, you, just, true. you just gotta keep pursuing it. Yeah. I mean, was it, wasn't there this, um, um, gosh, what's, what's the, uh, founder of Apple's name? I'm blanking right now. Uh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Wasn't there a Steve Jobs like quote where like uh, he was being interviewed and he literally said something like, "You need to have some kind of passion towards this thing because you will put so much time and effort and energy into your business. Like if you're not passionate about it, like it won't. It doesn't logically make sense to keep doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so um, I don't know. That kind of reminds me of like this this six year like journey. Yeah. Um, but also on those same lines, um, so I think uh, I think a lot about just your regular business owners. Uh-huh. So like somebody who's uh, a plumber, for yeah. example. Yeah. So uh, my dad was an entrepreneur, uh, owned a, uh, um, he supplied um, cable to the coal mines. So coal mines have to run on equipment that is hooked to cable. You can't run like a diesel engine under the coal, under underground in a coal mine. That makes Everybody sense. Everybody will die. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, so he sold the cable um, to run the equipment. And uh-huh. anyways, uh, he has like he says, um, nobody grows up wanting to be a cable a cable salesman. Yeah, just like nobody wants to grow up being a plumber. Yeah, but you can develop that passion, especially yeah. when it be, like you know if you're making money at it, you're yeah. helping people. Yeah, like whatever reason. Yeah. Whatever your reason is, you can become passionate about it. I agree. I mean, I, bro, I sell napkins and toilet paper yeah, for a yeah. living, bro. Yeah, you're a perfect example. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You think I grew up uh, wanting to sell cups and toilet paper to be, you know, <laughs> uh, saving the world one wipe at a time, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So, six years, man. The moment, the moment that, like, it started rising because yeah. the, the flavor. Like you bake it three, four, five, six times, and it's rising. Yep. Yeah, like, that, that's really. Tell me, tell tell me the feeling that you had inside when like you saw this actually start happening. So, going back to the few years earlier where I'd had successful runs one after yeah. another, and then they just quit. They just quit. Yeah. So it was only at like four or five at this point, and two, and and um, six years later, you know, when it was uh, when I had got it back to where it was rising, and yeah. It was, and all that, and that I was like, I've got to get to a commercial bakery as soon as possible, because th- I'm getting them the rise, and then I need to be able to show them like this is what I, this is what my formula will create. Yeah. Because in the back of my mind, I'm like, at any any week, I can do a test run and it not rise, <laughs> or you know, it comes out bad. So, so you felt like a sense of urgency. Yeah, like, I was like, I gotta, I, gotta go, I gotta go now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So give us give us um from that moment to like. You know, finding a you know a, a a commercial kit. I mean, like like explain that to us. How how did that process work? You know, how do you even like start now? You're you're in distributors now. Do you have your product in in um, or not yet? Not yet. 
Gotcha. So you're 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 in the phase of getting this product to restaurant owners. No, no, no. So um, at that at that point, it was just like I got to find somebody that can make this um, for scale. So, yeah. Because I want to. Uh, but 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 like now now, uh, um, we'll we're launching our first distributor next week. Oh, okay. Perfect. Okay. So how like so how, how does that gap work between getting a product into a distributor and like well, so um you in order to get to that point, you have to have a story to tell. So um that's when I started selling directly to consumers. Okay. Um because then I needed a story to tell to stores or to restaurants. Okay. Hey man, I've got all these people that are buying these buns. They'll buy them if you put them in your store. Yeah. And then um that gives me a story to tell to the distributors. Like, hey, we're already in 10 restaurants. I mean, just give us a chance and yeah. distribute us to 100 restaurants, you know? Yeah. So that's that was my process. Did did uh, did you know about doing that? Like, how, like did, you, did you have to learn? Did you have somebody, like, coach you or mentor you or point you in the right direction? Like, how, how, did, how did you navigate that? So I, I'm constantly evaluating, like um, – I'm not where I need to be. Why am I not there? Yeah. What can I do different? Good for you. And um, yeah, just uh, trying to trying to learn from other people. And so um, the so the restaurant thing, the way that came about was um, I'm watching a podcast with uh, um, uh, Brown. I forget his first name. Oh. Um, the guy that started Impossible. Okay. So Impossible. Burger's story was um, they spent six years developing the product. No kidding. Yeah, they also had three million dollars to start off, with. <laughs> and then a lot more after that. That, 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 that doesn't hurt. Yeah, like. yeah that helps. <laughs> um, but they knew that. So their their thing was what we need to validate the product and to get people to understand that it really does taste good and it really does taste like meat. So they s- sought out um, three high end executive chefs. Um, sent them the product, was like, hey, try it out, blah, blah, blah. One, they got those three um, big names on board, and those three chefs put it on their menu. Wow. And then it was like, hey, our product does really taste good because this chef is using it, and that proves it. Like, he wouldn't put shit on his menu. Yeah, that is true. And so I took a play out of their playbook. Okay. Um, so I got, I got, this was, I had got, I was already selling to consumers and to retail stores. Okay. Like health food stores. Yeah. But um, I, I got tired of people saying or thinking that it was going to taste like cardboard. Yeah. I mean, they got, people have tried other healthy-for-you breads, uh-huh. and they knew that it was shit. And so how do I prove that my product's not shit? Yeah. So I went to some high-end chefs, and they liked the product. And So their, their feedback was what? Uh, they were like, yeah, it's good. We'll put it on the menu. So boom. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that easy. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was it was difficult to get the meeting. Yeah. And then, but once I got the meeting, I mean, they'll taste it right in front of you and tell you if it's shit or not. Yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, they, they just rip a bun apart, taste it. Yeah, it's good. We'll put it on the menu. That easy. Well, but you gotta understand, like, um, I mean, like, I tried to get into, uh, so I tried to get into Legion with uh, Big Chef Gene forever. Uh-huh. And just, like, I was trying to work my way through um, talking to chefs that were underneath him, talking to – trying to get to the managers. Yeah. And then um, um, finally got a meeting with him. 
and he's, he's awesome, great guy. Nice. And uh, he liked the product. Um, so the hardest part was actually just getting the meetings, like getting in front of the decision makers yeah. that will give you the thumbs up, the okay to bring the product in. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I think there's a lesson there in, um, I mean, obviously there's a lesson in perseverance in your actual story of making the bun, but I think that's something that, you know, I think anybody can really take from. I don't care if you own a landscape company or a roofing business, like, People are going to tell you no. Yeah. You know, but, like, you should, you know, still go out there and, and, and you know, DM people and ask. I mean, just ask. Yeah. Ask. Yeah, I got to uh, I got to several chefs just by DMing them on Instagram. 100%. Yeah. So. I mean, like, in today's world, Jared, I mean, I don't know, you know, correct me if, if I'm wrong, but I think it's literally will. Like, you've got to, like, you know, you could probably meet almost – I mean, I don't say almost anybody, but, you know, through proper emails and perseverance and yeah. calls, 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 messages, messages, managers, yeah. you know, um, you could find your way into a meeting with yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly learning and navigating this thing. So, uh, and like getting in front of the big uh, supermarket chains, um, that's been tough, uh, but I've kind of figured out my own path, uh, and you know we'll see we'll see what happens. So. Love you. Uh, what's what's uh, what's something that you've learned in maybe the last twelve twenty four months? Like now that you're kind of approaching actually getting your product into a distributor, like what's something anything that you've learned here recently that maybe you can share with some other business owners? Um. I, well, I would say uh, networking, obviously, mm. um, especially it's. It, really difficult in today's environment. Yeah. Um, but uh, one thing that recently helped me was, uh, so all the food expos are closed. Like, they're not doing them anymore. Mm. And so that's one of the big... I never thought about that. Yeah, so that's one of the big ways you get your product out there. And so... Um, that's a good point. We... So they're they're trying to do them virtually, which is uh, <laughs> very, very different. It's like almost impossible. Like yeah. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I did a... I, so we were... We tried it virtually, you know, whatever... Um, but only met like a couple people, but those couple people were like, Hey, I love what you're doing. Um, like the one guy, he has a brand, um, but he just liked the idea of being able to eat a low carb bread. I think he was doing keto maybe. Okay. And is that a diet that requires uh low carb? Okay. Gotcha. And so, um, as you can tell, I'm not on keto. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Um, I'm sorry. So yeah, I just like I, I looked at his company's website and I was like, "Damn, you're in Kroger," and I'm like, "Hey man, how'd you get in Kroger?" Yeah, you know, can you help me out there? And yeah, then, and then that just led to one thing there led to another. Um, uh, there was an there's another guy, um, and I'm honestly I don't remember how we came across each other, but uh, he's been the uh, CEO of several brands. Wow, um, and he's also uh, doing low carb. And so he was just initially interested in the product. Uh-huh. And then it was like, um, hey, man, uh, do, you, do you need help getting into any of these? Or I don't know how – actually, I don't remember how it came up. But he was like, I can give you a guy that can help you get a meeting with so-and-so and so-and-so. And I was just like – I just so he gave me like two of them. Those worked out really good. So I went back to him. I was like, hey, man, what about, you know, 
what about this supermarket? Yeah. And what about this one? And so he was like, yeah, I've got one from this one, not really one from this one. You know, just just keep working. Like, whatever you find working for you, uh, just exploit it. Dude, chase that rabbit hole, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Keep keep going. Yeah. Because you never know where it's going to lead, right? Yep. I love that. I love the, the message there of networking. I love the message there of uh, just chasing it. You yeah. know, like, I mean, if you expect restaurants to come to your door – yeah, and knock on your door and, and say, "Hey, I heard you have a uh, low carb, high protein bun that's gonna be." Per- it's not gonna happen, man. No, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> for any business, it's not gonna happen. Honestly, for any like you want to, you know, I don't know, you want to start a social media company. Yeah, you better start hustling. You better start grinding, and you know, the first two five years are gonna be tough. Yeah, like you know, have have some expectations. Did your dad give you any suggestions since he owned a company about like? The first couple of years, or like the difficulties, or anything like that. Any like, uh, um, I, I growing up through the years, I I always picked his brain. Always good for uh, you. But he he uh, he retired early, so he he wanted to sell out and retire early. Gotcha, so gotcha. He's been out of business for a while. Gotcha. I was just I remember asking my dad, you know, when they first started getting some like pretty decent checks because my. My dad and his two brothers have opened up seven restaurants. We have three that we operate now and fourth that we have some partners that run down in South Carolina. And um, he said that, like, everything they made went back into the business for the first 10 years. Yeah. Like, they literally didn't get any decent checks for about 10 years. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, so, like, when I was four years into running my company um, and we weren't making money, when I say we're making money, we we're making like four or five hundred bucks a month. Yeah, like working full time, making yeah. you know. Um, I was more okay with it. Yeah, I was like, okay, like I'm like this is what my dad went through, and this is what Jared went through, and this yeah. is what you know. What I mean, like this is kind of how everybody. Yeah, it's like a, like it's a grind. Yeah, like the, this is the road. This is the path. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's a grind. Um, it's, it's not. It's not easy. Yeah, it's definitely not easy. <laughs> Uh, cool. All right. Well, let's talk about this. Let's, let's talk about the future. Where Where do you see Unbelievable Buns going? Like, where? Like, yeah. Do you have a vision for this? Yeah. Are you just all, kind of like on the roller coaster, just got along for the ride? Like, where? Like, what is your thought process? Like, you know, I want this to be like a regional brand. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, what are your yeah. thoughts on just you know? <clears throat> so I have a grand plan. Okay. So that. Each, each thing is a step along the way to get me to where I want to go. Okay. Um, so grand plan is um, I think we can put a dent in world hunger. So that's like that's okay. huge. But in order to get there, so I need to, I need to get this bread brand established. And then from Profitable. there, yeah. yeah. And then from there, uh, what I'd like to do is, is start the healthy burger restaurant and then expand that. And then from there, go into the third phase, which is uh, uh, is how my my little plan to uh, end world hunger. So how how like how did phase three come about? Like how did how did you even think about like ending world hunger? Um, well, I mean, I, our buns have the perfect nutritional profile. So if you can find a way. To have, let's say, a poor community in Africa <laughs> make make the bread uh-huh. 
they can sustain themselves just off of the bread. Okay. And so I have like it's it's not completely well thought out because I don't I can't spend my time on that. Yeah. Um, I'll get there. That makes sense. No, no, I get it. I'll, you know, I'll get there. But yeah. um, kind of the idea I have is like a Tom's shoe um, business model in yep. which they would make one and sell one. Like buy, buy one, give one. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Has that always, like, have you always wanted to do that? Like, how did, like, how did, I mean, I, like, or have you always been like a giving person and you like, you're like, you know what? Like this is something that I would, lo- I would love to become an entrepreneur, profitable, make it to be able to pay it forward or help. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's always what's driven me. So um, going back uh, really as a kid, it was like, so I came from a great family. Um, so I just wanted to, like, I had friends that struggled, their yeah. family struggled. So yeah. it was like, um, how can I help? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what can I do to build up the people around me? I freaking love that, dog. Yeah, so if you, like, I, I always, the saying, which I'm going to mess up here, but uh, whatever the saying is about um, to those that are given. Yeah, uh, to, uh, to to much is given, much is required. Th- yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I mean, what, uh, I mean, that shows I think everybody, the listen, you know, the uh, the listeners, the audience, uh, about Jared, yeah, and his heart and what you want to do. I love that, honestly, yeah. I love it. You know, but like you said, I mean, as as much as you want to put energy into Phase Three, right now you're in Phase One. Yep, and you got to make this a profitable company. Yeah, I'll never get to Phase Three unless Phase One works. Period. Amen. Hundred percent. So hundred yeah. percent. And you know what? Being on the Paper Trails podcast, you about to blow up, bro. You know? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anything uh anything else? Any other thoughts? Anything, any suggestions, tips to any entrepreneurs out there, anybody in the startup phase, anybody that's that's just, you know, in the middle of like that tough desert season, you know, your kind of six years. I mean, is there any anything you would tell anybody out there that maybe or maybe even wants to start a business? Maybe is a little bit scared to do it. I mean, you know, it I mean it sounds like, you know, uh, I mean I, we know you're all in. Yeah. But it sounds like you've made some pretty like uh, bold decisions yeah. to really make the things happen. Yeah, that maybe a lot of people wouldn't make. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, um, so one thing that I come across a lot is uh, um, paralysis by analysis. So I hear a lot of people talking about what they want to do, and they'll they'll analyze the shit out of it yep. until they'll never do it. You're preaching, though. So. Um, uh, somebody I heard the other day was like, uh, um, "You build a plane, you push it off a cliff, or you you build a you build as much of a plane as you can, push it off a cliff, and then finish building it on the way down." I love that. And so, you um, can, and, and then there's like, Reed Hoffman says, uh, um, uh, like, put it out. If you're not embarrassed by the first product that you put out into the world, then you move too slow. Um, wow. And so, like, a good example is I absolutely hate our packaging. But I had to get it out into the world. I mean, this, uh, our new packaging, which uh, has the board in it. Yeah, show, um, show the camera. This and is, just uh, so you guys know, the buns are right here on the table. Yeah. And we will try the buns. Um, so the new packaging has been in the works for over a year. And then <coughs> um, there's a shortage on cardboard. So yeah, dude, this is, <laughs> I guess knowing the paper business, like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 you know. yeah, it's, uh, so this, this got delayed by another 12 weeks. So it's not even going to be av- available until July 20th is what they're telling me now. 
Yeah, um, it's super tough right now in in our industry, packaging, plastics. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, so I mean, I had to push the product out into the world. So like, this was like the quickest way I could get it out. Yeah. So I had to get it out, and then um, yeah, and then I'll start working on like the uh, new one. Yeah. Yep. I love that. Um, I I really like what you said about uh, you know analysis, you know, paralysis analysis. Yeah, paralysis by analysis. Yeah, dude, like that, I mean, people have ideas yep. about a lot of stuff. Ideas don't mean anything unless yeah. you execute. Yeah. It means nothing. Yeah. I mean, you can tell me your grand plans. Yeah. Um, you know, I uh, I had somebody, I, I had a, a VP of sales of a pretty large company ask me, you know, like, because I have a lot of clients yeah. that are uh, that are guests on our show. And they're like, you know, aren't you kind of worried about, like, when you put people on your Instagram or your podcast, like, your competitors see who you sell to? And I said, no. Yeah. Because, like, people people just lack initiative, you know, and, like, aren't willing to do any. I mean, like, yeah. you can learn how to be successful on YouTube. Yeah. You could, you, you want to learn how to code, you can learn it on YouTube. Yeah. You want to learn how to like build an engine? You could probably learn it on YouTube. Yeah. You want to learn how to farm? You could probably. I mean, like, yeah. the, it's just, it's just, you just have to have desire to actually go out there and and do, and not just talk. Yeah. Everybody talks. And it's and it the business that you envision when you start is not going. It's it's not going to go that way. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be you know, and you just it's gotta true. you gotta adapt. And so people try to think about. Um, this is how I'm going to run my business. This is how it's going to work or, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, you're just going into it. You got to know that it's, it's not going to be like that. You sure. have to constantly pivot, um, pivot and change. And, and, uh, you just got to take the leap. Just do it. That's it. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I mean, easier said than done, but you have to do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can, you can talk about it, but you just have to do it. Yeah. And I mean, when it <clears throat> like, uh, having capital is one of the things that will prevent people. Well, I don't have the money. Yeah. So, well, that's fine. But like, I didn't have it either whenever I started my, uh, online business, the website. Yeah. And, but, um, you know, a website is like 70 bucks a month. Yeah. <laughs> so minimal. Yeah. So that's a, that's a business I could start. I was still yeah. working my corporate job. Yeah. So, um, and then that business just pivoted, pivoted, pivoted for, for 10 years. So, um, uh, yeah, you just, you just got to jump. Um, and and if and if it's a if your idea is a big business that's capital intensive, you know maybe you could start another business to get before you get there. So on that point, I've always referred to my online business as a bridge business. So it was my it was my bridge to get me from getting fired from corporate job to getting unbelievable buns up and running. Love that. So it sustained me and got me there. I've actually never heard anybody say that, but I, I like that having yeah. a little bridge business. Yeah, so I knew from day one when I started the website that that was not the business I wanted to be in. Yeah, but there's just a way for you to make money to yeah. fund unbelievables. Yeah, exactly. Yep, I love that. I love that. Well, listen, Jared, congratulations, man. <laughs> Thank you. I Thank mean, you. next me. next week being in your first distributor and having sales reps on the streets pushing your products. <laughs> Um, I mean, this is a, what, 13 year? Was it 2008 when you started? No. Uh, 2008 is when I moved to Charlotte. Okay. Uh, well, when did you that, start? I had the idea in 2006. 
And then you like when did you start? 2012 when you start started really kind of working 2012 on. 2012 is when I went to the, the bakers and tried to get them to the. So it's nine it. year, yeah. nine year project that's actually coming to fruition next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, man. Seriously, I mean this is this is un- <laughs> I was gonna say this is unbelievable. <laughs> this is unbelievable, um, but uh, brother, congratulations. I I am thrilled. I I wish you. I mean, for sure success. I, I want to, and listen, if you guys know any restaurateurs in Charlotte, um, send them, you know, what's the best, what's the best way to contact you? Your website? Yeah. Website, Instagram. Um, what is it? Just unbelievable it, buns. Yeah. It's unbelievable buns on Instagram and then unbelievable Listen, Send the website, send the Instagram to any chefs, any uh, restaurateurs uh, that maybe have like a more health based, mm-hmm. you know, restaurant well, or, or or any restaurant. Any restaurant. Um, I mean, one st- statistic is forty four percent of Americans say they are either on a low carb diet or they are uh, trying to watch their carbs. And so, um, our number one account is a. a Beer and burger joint. There we go. So people come in and have their uh, beer and eat a low-carb burger. Perfect. So it, it works at any restaurant. And, and listen, at the end of the day, we're still in phase one. We just need sales right now. Yeah. <laughs> we need sales right now, yeah. right? I mean, I get it. I, I remember, uh, Jared, one time we had, uh, you know, we were a, a wholesale company for the longest time. Like We just sold to businesses. And then... Uh, just this random lady walks into uh, my uh, my old warehouse that I had. It was a small little 5,000-square-foot building. Um, she just walks in, and she's like, she was, she's from, from a church, and she's like, what are you guys doing here? Like, what is this? And I was like, oh, we're a, we're a paper company, you know? And she's like, you think you can get me some uh, products, some, some clear plates uh, for an event that I have at the church? Absolutely, I can't. I mean, like you know, you yeah. n- you never tell a customer no. I mean, I'm yeah. and I'm the sales guy. I'm like, yeah, like for sure. How many you know? So yeah. I started doing. I mean, so that's literally how we started into like having like a, a little store. I mean, it's not you know most of our business is is wholesale to to restaurants. Okay, but we started like you know at that warehouse. We literally was like a portion of the warehouse. We had kind of you know some cleaning products. Yeah, you know some nicer kind of catering plates. Um, you know, we just had some cups for sale and sleeves, like, you know, and then literally now at our new warehouse that we, uh, we purchased uh, March of 14, we have like a store, like a legitimate store, um, where we do quite a bit of business. I mean, you, I mean, you wouldn't believe it, but people come in, but it started from this lady that just yeah. ran. So you never know where, where it's going to lead. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, um, but, uh, good stuff. Well, Jared, appreciate you coming on, man. Unbelievable buns. Like I said, share his content. Follow him um, on on his on Instagram. Uh, share his website. Um, can uh, can individuals buy these buns? Yeah. So on the website, there's a um, bun finder. So it's a map. It shows uh, all the stores we're in. It's uh, like 50 locations in 14, 15 states. Wow. It also lists all the restaurants that we're in. So they can just go in, put their zip code in, and it'll show them where they can find the buns. And, of course, they can buy them on the website as well. Perfect. Okay. All right. Well, uh, listen, guys, go to go to the Bun Finder and uh, find uh, <laughs> find Jared's buns on, on his website. Um, it's going uh, to be awesome. I, I love supporting small business, startups, 
And um, your story is compelling, man. It is compelling. I love it. And uh, we will go from there. So episode six in the books, season two, Paper Trails podcast. Appreciate you guys. If you have not liked, subscribed, shared, come on, share, share the content. You guys know. Let's get the algorithms, YouTube on our side. And, uh, you know, we'll have my fancy schmancy editor, Austin, you know, hook us up with great content. So, uh, anyways, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sorry, I just, like, literally went on a rant, and uh, we weren't recording. <laughs> so, all right, uh, take two behind the scenes, Paper Trails podcast. We got Unbelievable Buns. We got Jared here with his buns, the world's healthiest and tastiest bread roll. No sugars, no preservatives, no GM preservatives, no GMOs, artificial anything, no BS. <laughs> Same, man, we, don't, yeah. we, don't, we don't got any BS in these buns. Yep. All right. Let's taste these out. Taste these uh, these buns out like the chefs do. Very soft. Yep. I like it. it smells like a normal bun, actually. Yeah. Soft crumb. Bro, this is great. If you, if you eat that on a burger or a sandwich, there's no di- you. No, no difference. Yeah. This is great. Honestly, if you, if you just gave this to me, I would have thought it was, just, it was just like a roll. Yeah. Just like a regular bread. So uh, some people actually just eat them plain. Um, they just snack on them. I mean, it's a, I, that's what I do, actually. Uh, before I work out, I'll eat a, eat a bun. It's 17 grams of protein. 17 grams of so, – so if I wake up Jack tomorrow morning, um, <laughs> you got <laughs> – I love this, man. I love this. Tastes good. I'm going to uh, – I'm going to I'm gonna take one more and use it on a, on a burger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you so, can have that package. Love it. Unbelievable Buns. Go to the Bun Finder on the website, unbelievablebuns.com, and see where you can get your buns. So – Appreciate you guys. See ya. The restaurants you love, the food you crave, and the people that make it all happen. We tell their stories on the Paper Trails podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply.